Well, hello everyone and welcome. Um, you can tell which is, is which, I think, because we're different genders. Um, what a treat for me. I'm the one that gets to ask the questions. But um, I will make sure that you get your turn, and I know that a lot of you will want to ask. And if you think I've gone on for too long, just start waving. Um, I think some of you may have already read this book, but we will proceed on the basis that a lot of you haven't. I will promise you now no spoilers. And we'll stop each other if we feel yeah. that we're, we're going in that direction. But, you know, I say that almost as if it's a normal kind of book where all you want to know is what happens at the end. You will want to know what happens at the end. But there's so much more to this book. It's a book that takes you to other eras of time. It's a place that takes you to other parts of the world. It's a mixture of fiction, love story, philosophy. And if that hasn't made you want to buy the book at the end of the session... Let's see if this can. So the, at the heart of the book is a man who has a disorder which is, well, not a, in some ways not at all a blessing, but a major curse. And you can perhaps take it from there. Yeah, he's got a condition. The main character, Tom Hazard, has a condition called anageria, which means from, the, from puberty onwards, um, he ages much slower than normal. So for every 15 years... He's biologically aging one year. So he is now 439 years old, yet he looks 40-something, um, ordinary middle-aged person. And um, yes, it, it, it's a blessing in one sense because we all fear mortality and everything, but he, he's discovered over the centuries that for him at this point in time, it's probably more of a curse. Yeah, and um, we meet him in our time as a 41-year-old history teacher yes. in London. Yes, in contemporary London, in a state school, history teacher who himself is history. So a lot of what he's teaching, he's lived. And um, is not what's in the books. Yeah, no, not, not, not normally what's in the books. And he says at one point that he's taken to teaching to try and control the past. Yes, absolutely, and to come to terms with it. It's almost like a therapy for him to be able to tame something mm. by talking about it. In case anybody's struggling with the maths, this means that he was born in 16th century England. Yes, the end of the 16th century, so 1581, I think. Yes. I often <laughs> get my own book wrong. 1581, and um, yeah, uh, what I tried to do in the book, because obviously it would have been a very, very, very long book if mm. I'd have chronologically <laughs> followed him, done a diary year yes. by year. Um, so I, I tried to pick at least one moment every hundred yes. years or so. And I think it's also quite important to remember, it's not like Doctor Who, he's not going no, not forwards, backwards, although the book is very cleverly interleaved. He's not saying, oh, now I'll go back to the 16th century and now I'll go forward to the no. 18th. He does make a linear progression. So he's got, you do get the sense of this immense tract, tract of time through which he's yeah. passed. Yeah, so it's time travel in the sense of our own time travel as memory. And, yes. You know, and that doesn't always work in a chronological order. Um, so he is flitting about. And obviously in contemporary London, he's lived in London more than any other place, although he's travelled the world. Um, London holds the most sort of triggers for his mm. memory. And, and at the heart of this is a love story, yeah. which starts in the 16th century, but carries through because he's got a daughter, or he believes mm. he's got a daughter who may or may not have inherited his condition. Yeah, so during his darkest moments, the fact that he's got the possibility of family still around in the world um, keeps him just about in the world of a living, yeah. But he, he wants, he desperately wants to find her. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm choosing my words carefully because we don't know whether he will or not and we don't really even know if he can or not, do we? No, uh, no, we don't, we, he, yeah, he, he hasn't got much to go on um, and he, he, he has a, ha, it gets a few clues that she might be like him, mm. that he, she has, inherited this condition, that it can be hereditary, it's not always hereditary, and so the possibility of hope is enough mm. for him. The other thing that makes this condition a curse for him is the fact that he is not entirely in control of what he does, because when in the 19th century and 20th centuries, he gets involved with this organisation. Yeah. 
yeah, uh, the Albatross Society. I thought it would be interesting to look at what it would really be like if you had this condition and the various threats there would be. Obviously, in um, Elizabethan times, in 16th century, 15th, um, 17th century, there might be um, some reasons, including potential for being accused of witchcraft or your mother being accused of witchcraft. And I thought, oh, maybe in later centuries too, there would still be dangers. So I have this idea that there would be a society designed superficially to protect them and to keep them hidden. And, um, but really, it's run by this very, um, very dodgy guy called Hendrik, who's who was fun to write because it's the closest I've ever come to writing like a Bond villain mm. who's just like almost two-dimensionally yeah. bad and it's quite fun and that's the great thing about writing this isn't a kid's book but when I write mm. kids books I like writing the evil characters and so he doesn't see himself as evil like most baddies but he, he's got a very dubious moral That's the great thing view. about real baddies though isn't it that yeah. they don't think they're evil No, you know. I mean I think very few people in the world genuinely Go yes. out there in that pantomime way, thinking they're evil. So he, he thinks he's doing good. You called him Hendrik, though. I was wondering whether you were pulling a Nazi significance there. I I don't know. I was going through. It uh, might have slight subconscious overtones, but it was. Um, I was just going through Dutch names because yeah. he's he's um, Dutch. He was Dutch, but he's also been in America since the time New York was New Amsterdam, mm. and I kind of liked him as the kind of America, as a symbol yes. of America, as a sort of um, European view of America. Um, and was Trump's America in existence when you were writing this book, you know, or on the, in, it, on the horizon? Yeah, it was, it was certainly edited in the... Um, in the knowledge of Trump. In the knowledge, of, the, the horrendous knowledge. I'm not